Welcome to the HeartStrong Discipleship Podcast. Visit heartstrong.life forward slash login to access the notes from today and all the benefits of our membership community. One to the two and two to the three. Let the world see the Holy Trinity. Let's become HeartStrong Disciples of Jesus together. It's just so good to be with you today. It's so good to 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 do this, and uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to uh, um to to teaching this morning. So we're just gonna get is it okay? If we just get right into that, and we'll go from there. All right. Um. So uh, we are teaching from Deuteronomy chapter eleven today and uh, tomorrow we're going to do 12 and 13 so uh, i'm really looking forward to that and i just wanted to to we're just going to jump right in uh because of our time today uh deuteronomy chapter 11 if you have your bibles with you or a phone or whatever uh you can uh we're going to leave that open and i'm i'm going to go through the text this morning and then i'm going to uh to share uh some some points directly from the text. It starts out in verse one. You shall therefore love the Lord your God and always keep his charge, his statutes, his ordinance, and his commandments. You know, this this is a, a good starting point right away in Deuteronomy chapter 11. It's actually a command, you know, right at the beginning, the writer of Deuteronomy, which is Moses, equates love with more than a feeling but there's there, there's a, actually a response and there's actions that come with love. Now, a great example of this is in marriage. You know, it's easy to say I love you, you know, as a feeling. Um, but, you know, <laughs> uh, it's 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 when the actions uh, need to follow. And I think a great example of that is is and I'm just going to speak to the ladies here today. There's quite a lot of ladies on, on board uh, this morning. Um, you know, women just deal with this every day. Like every single day, like women just, uh, they love their their husbands and they just do stuff. And, you know, and then guys, we do stuff and we think like we deserve a trophy every time we, we, we like do something, you know, we do the dishes or what. It's like, oh, look, I did the dishes, like big deal, you know, the 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 lady's been doing that for you know years and years so it's it's <laughs> the whole idea is that that uh is is that um is it love is more than just a, a nice feeling a warm fuzzy feeling it demands actions and jesus said in john 14 verse 15 if you love me you will keep my commandments so it's it's not just like uh you know what we're talking about one of the themes of in deuteronomy the major theme is obedience that's what we're talking about and uh let's just continue reading here verse two know this day that i am not speaking with your sons who have not known and who have not seen the discipline of the lord your god his greatness his mighty hand and his outstretched arm and his signs and his works, which he did in the midst of Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to all his land, and what he did 
to Egypt's army, to its horses, its chariots, when he made the water of the Red Sea engulf them while they were pursuing you, and the Lord completely destroyed them, and what he did to you in the wilderness until you came to this place. Using the discipline of the Lord shown in the example here of Pharaoh and Egypt, you know, what God did. This is the, the, the great story of, uh, of God's people, of, of the children of Israel, of, of the Jewish people, the great story of Egypt and the great exodus of God's people. This is the focal point of the Jewish people. You know, the exodus, if you look at their history, is the single most important event in their history. You know, the Passover is huge uh, to Jewish people. And a lot of it um, deals with the discipline of the Lord, but also the greatness of God. You know, I'm sure most of you that are listening are familiar with, with, uh, with the story of Exodus. Um, if you're not, then you, you may have seen a movie about, about, uh, about Moses, etc. But basically, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a key story about God's discipline uh, in this case of Pharaoh and Egypt. Let's continue on. Verse 6, And what he did to Datham and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, the son of Reuben, when the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them, and their households, their tents, and every living thing that followed them among all of Israel. But your own eyes have seen all the great work of the Lord, which he did. Now, this is interesting. I had to... I know I had read this story a number of times, but I had to look this up. I had to look up the story of Datham and Abiram. And I was uh, reading in uh, the the B-series commentary. Some of you may have heard of uh, the B-series from Warren Wearsby. And this is what he says. Moses also reminded the new generation that God cared for them during the wilderness wanderings but he mentioned only one specific event, God's judgment of Datham and Abiram. And that's found in Numbers chapter 16. Korah, a Levite, enlisted Datham and Abiram and 250 leaders in Israel to stand with him in challenging the authority of Moses. Because Korah wanted the Levites to have the privilege of serving as priests, this was against the will of God. So Moses and Aaron turned the matter over to the Lord. God opened the earth, which swallowed up the three rebels, and he sent fire and destroyed the 250 tribal leaders. You know you're having a bad day when. You know, it was important for the new generation to learn to respect God's leaders and obey his commandments concerning the priesthood. Even today, arrogant people who want to promote themselves and be important in the church had better beware of God's discipline and judgments. You know, it's interesting. You know, I, I hear a lot of people, um, there's, there's, this, there's a whole movement, you know, in the church now, you know, um, that talk about like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not into the Old Testament. I'm like a New Testament person. I'm like one of those red letter Christians, you know, and, and uh, they just kind of, they kind of put aside uh, the Old Testament. And that's, that's wrath. And I'm, I'm kind of into grace and I'm, I'm kind of into love. But, you know, we see this passage here and, and it's, 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 
you know, you read this and, and you see, wow, uh, the rebellion of Datham and Abiran and, and what happened to them, it's it's hard to take, you know, but I, I don't think we can separate it as old versus new, um, Old Testament versus New Testament. You know, I think one of the greatest examples that, that, that we can have is I have a thing on Thursdays we do from time uh, weekly in the, in the fall. It's called School of the Spirit. And we went through the book of Acts. And here we are. We're in the New Testament. We're past G- uh, Jesus on the cross. We're past the resurrection. And then we have this story of Ananias and Sapphira. You know, and uh, we read about like basically because uh, because to a couple, two people who are married uh, sort of lied on their giving. Basically, I mean, that's what they did. Uh, you know, first uh, Ananias's feet were at the door and then Sapphira's feet uh, were at the door. So early in this chapter, we see, you know, th- this example, first of all, Pharaoh and how he was disciplined. And secondly, Datham and Abiran and the 250 people that were following them and how God sort of set a standard about obedience. And, uh, you know, that's a tough lesson to learn. And, and maybe in our discussion, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Let's continue in verse eight. You shall therefore keep every commandment, which I am commanding you today, so that you may be strong and go in and possess the land into which you're about to cross to possess it, so that you may prolong your days on the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land into which you are entering to possess it is not like the land of Egypt for which you came, where you used to sow your seed and water it with your foot like a vegetable garden, But the land into which you're about to cross to possess, a land of hills and valleys and drinks, sorry, hills and valleys, drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land which the Lord your God cares and the eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning even to the end of the year. You know, there's a promise of the Lord here. In verse 8, the Lord says, if you keep every commandment, if you follow me, if you walk in obedience, it says that you may be strong, that you may possess the land, that you may prolong your days. It's a land which the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning to the end. You know, I just want to stop here and talk a little bit about land. You know, um, uh I don't know how how this has worked with your devotions in the morning, but maybe you've learned a few new words. Uh, uh, One new word that I learned this week, well, actually, I knew the word, but it it sort of came back to me, is the word agrarian. You know, this was an agrarian society. This was a society uh, of of, uh, agriculture, you know, uh, of, of, uh, of, uh, of the land that's important to you. Has anybody ever met someone uh, maybe from up north uh, and uh, their land, like the fact that they own land, that's like really important to them, you know? Uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe they've even got a sign, you know, on the land that says, you know, keep off my land, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that, but like we live in Lanark County and there's there's some signs out there, like in the backwoods, you know, you know, big, big sign, you know, keep off our land. Uh, and, uh, but there's this importance of land. It's, there's something about 
possessing your own space. And God promises uh, in this society, which it would have been so important to them, that as in the reward for obedience, you know, in this time, that uh, that that God would provide land to them. Let's continue because there's some other things that come that sort of connect with the land here. Verse uh, 13, it shall come about if you listen obediently to my commandments, which I'm commanding you today, to love the Lord your God, to serve him with all your heart, your soul, that he will give the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the late rain, that you may gather in your grain and your new wine, your oil. He will give you grass in your fields for your cattle and you will eat and be satisfied. Beware that your hearts are not deceived and that you do not turn away and serve other gods and worship them, or the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, and he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain, and the ground will not yield its fruit, and you will perish quickly from the, from the good land which the Lord is giving you. The blessings of the Lord that come in obedience, in this case, rain, you know, a good crop, abundance, uh, grain, new wine, olive oil, grass for your fields, which was basically uh, hay uh, for, 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 the, uh, for the cattle to eat. The blessings of the Lord come in obedience. The judgment of the Lord from disobedience. The heavens will be shut up. There'll be no rain. There'll be no fruit. There'll be no harvest. You know, when I was a youth, I used to work on a, on a farm. Uh, I grew up down uh, down near, near Chatham, Chatham, Ontario, and uh, and I worked on a farm in uh, Raleigh Township, and I can remember the farmers' total dependence on the weather. You know, it's interesting uh, when we see the writer's worldview here. When we see, you know, when the scriptures was written here in Deuteronomy that there was a total dependence on the Lord, and there there seems to be this this. Um, incredible uh, equation, if you will, with if if we live in obedience, there will be prosperity. God will send the rain, in this case, the, the, the early rain or the former rain, which is like really the planting rain, and the latter rain, which speaks of the harvest rain. Uh, God will send the rain. God will give us what we need, you know, and, and the question that I want to ask this morning uh, for us to think about is, how can we apply this to our modern society? Maybe you're not an agrarian person. Maybe you live in an apartment or a condo or you're in Virginia or whatever. You know, you can, how can we apply this uh, to our lives? You know, as we are obedient to the Lord, does, does God still work this way? Does God still literally physically reward obedience in how we live. And we'll talk a little bit about this uh, uh, in a few more minutes here. Verse 18, you shall therefore impress these words of mine on your heart and on your soul. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be on the frontals of your forehead. You shall teach them to your sons, talking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that your days and the days of your sons and daughters may be multiplied on the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them as long as the heavens remain above the earth. For if you are careful to keep all this 
commandment, which I'm commanding you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to hold fast to them. Then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will dispossess nations greater and mightier than you. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Your border will be from the wilderness to Lebanon and from the river, the river Euphrates, as far as the Western Sea. No man or woman will be able to stand before you. The Lord your God will lay the dread of you and the fear of you on all the land on which you set your foot as he has spoken. You know, it's important to remember the word of the Lord. And it says here in the scripture, at the beginning, it says, you know, press the words on your heart and in your soul, bind them on your hand. They shall be on the frontals of your forehead. I just want to stop here. I got a little illustration uh, that I want to use. And uh, I just want to uh, to show you this. Um, may, has anybody here, uh, just with a little wave there, heard of a phylactery. Has anybody ever heard of a phylactery before or a teflon? Anyone at all? Okay, well, I just uh, made one, made a little phylactery this week. And uh, so here's my, here's my little phylactery here. So the Orthodox Jewish men, when they, uh, when they would pray in the morning, they would have a phylactery or a teflon all right, so basically what it was was it's a tiny little box. It'd be smaller than this one, but it was a, a little box, and it would have a leather strap, and it would be around, and it would be on their forehead, right in the front, on the frontals. They would also have one on their left arm. It, the, the strap would wrap around, and the box would be, like, right here on the wrist, okay? Okay, and in the, every morning, in the morning prayers, they would wear these. And what was in this phylactery was the word of the Lord. And so I'm just going to open mine up here. It's pretty fancy. I made it all by myself. Didn't have any help for any of our children's workers. Just did it all by myself here. Here's my little phylactery. In the phylactery was the word of God. And I just got one here. What's this one here? Oh, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, the armor of God. And so they would have scriptures the law of the Lord in these phylacteries. Now, how many of you think that if we wore these around, I guess put that back in there. There, See, see that? So see that? You like my hat? You guys, uh, I know everybody wants one of these now. We'll be taking orders later. But um, no, but if, 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 if we had these things, you know, and uh, we wore them, I wonder, like, if we went grocery shopping, you know, and just uh, took this to the local independent law laws or whatever, you know, and we uh, we just were pushing our cart around, and people were like, "Okay, there's something on your head there." I noticed, you know, it, you know, uh, maybe you're maybe you're the type of person that you 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 love to wear a T-shirt that has a verse on it or something about the Lord. You know, when I was a, a teenager, I used to have a, a dark blue T-shirt, and across it, in little white letters, it said Yeshua. And I had more discussions about the Lord from that one T-shirt, you know, that people would want to know, like, what, you know, what is, what's, what does that mean, you know? And, and, uh, but, but how can we read the word? How can we keep the word? How can we practice the word? How can we memorize the word? How can we love the word and not forget the word? You know, um, you know. 
I just want to take a couple minutes because uh, in the in the middle of this to talk about this, you know, practical suggestions, you know, with with the word, you know, um, with the family in mind, you know, those of us uh, that have children, those of us that have grandchildren, how do we get them into the word? You know, maybe it's a a prayer in the morning, maybe it's a a prayer of blessing, you know, as they. Uh, go to school in the morning as they leave the house. Maybe it's a prayer at meal times. Maybe it's a devotional time at night. You know, when uh, when our children were younger, we uh, we used to love. This was we have. I have three boys, and uh, they're you know now they're like uh, 23, 21, and eighteen. Uh, but when they were little, they were all kind of under five at one point. And as they as they got a bit older, this was our favorite Bible. I think you can see that really clear. It's called the Action Bible. And we used to read this every night. And it was amazing because it's like full color stories of the Bible with the text in it, you know, and it was so good. And I would recommend any grandparent or any parent to get the Action Bible. And I can always, you know, we can we can send something out or whatever, but it's because it's the actual, all the stories of the Bible. And when Joshua, my oldest, was 10 years old, his teacher, uh, one of his teachers uh, said to us, he was in the Catholic system, and one of the teachers uh, said to us, I hope you don't mind me asking this, but how does Josh know all these stories of the Bible? We'll do, we'll do story time, you know, we'll, do, we'll read the Bible sometimes in, in religion class, and he knows every single story. Like, how does that happen? And so we just told her, I said, well, Josh, since birth, every single day, we've read in the Bible. So he's 10 years old now. So that means like 3,650 times he's opened up the, a picture Bible or the Bible, you know, and then I'm not including leap year there. So it's actually a few more than that. Right. And uh, he's read it like every day. And so he's just heard the Bible every day, his whole life. And he's 10. So that's why he knows all those stories. And she was, it really impacted her, you know, and I said, and you know, it's never too late to start, you know? And uh, so um, the last thing, uh, that I'll, I'll read is in verse 26. It says, see, I'm setting before you today, blessing and a curse. The blessing is if you listen to the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I'm encouraging you today. And the curse is if you do not listen to the commandments of the Lord, your God, but turn aside from the way, which I am commanding you today by following other gods, uh, which I am commanding you today by following, sorry, by following other gods, which you have not known. So the blessings of the Lord this morning in Deuteronomy chapter 11 come from obedience and from following the word of God, you know, the word of God, uh, his commandments, you know, that's the blessing, like loving God and doing it in our actions, in how we live our lives and being people of the word, just like just like the example I used of the phylacteries. The cursings are to, when we do not listen, when we turn aside, when we do our own things and we follow other gods. And, you know, today maybe we don't have as many statues sort of sitting around, but you know what I'm talking about by other gods, the gods of o- obedience, you know, the gods of, of there's, there's just so many gods, money, uh, prosperity. There's so many gods around that people worship. 
you know, the promise that they would go into the land and possess it, but a reminder to be careful to follow the statutes and the judgment, which I am sending you today, the Lord said. You know, if you think about, if we go back to the whole, that whole illustration of the land today, you know, you think about if, if what does the land represent? The land and the rain and the grain and the wine, the new wine and the oil represented blessings. You know, if you have a good harvest, you have a good crop. It, it was a blessing in an agrarian, in a farming society. What would blessing represent today? I want to leave you with that today. If we're obeying the Lord, if we're following the Lord, if we're trusting in the Lord and we're in his word and it's focused in our lives and you all are because you got up early to listen to the word this morning. So you're already doing it. Thank God. What does it represent? It represents physical provision. Maybe it's jobs, maybe it's finances, maybe it's food, maybe it's shelter, maybe it's uh, protection, family, salvation, peace, strength, wisdom, whatever it is, um, God wants to give it to us today as we follow him and as we listen to his voice and as we as we as we get into his word and as we as we tie his word to the to the front as i think about even uh the word of god it was tied to the of the forehead and their arm and i can't help but think about what we think and what we do with our lives if the word of god is involved in it that god will will bring a blessing you know, into our lives. And so to me, the focus of Deuteronomy chapter 11, I know it will continue tomorrow in 12 and 13. The focus here is the obedient obedience to the Lord and then examples where people failed on that and, and listening and uh, taking serious the word of God. And so I would like to pray with you and then we are going to open it up uh, I'm going to turn it back over to our hosts. Lord, I just thank you today for this incredible uh, chapter in Deuteronomy chapter 11, Lord. Now, there's some interesting things in Deuteronomy that are quoted in the New Testament, and we think some of those verses are uh, are from uh, from the Gospels, but really they they start here in Deuteronomy which literally means the second law, the second reading of the law. And we thank you for the word of God. And we thank you, Lord, for the promise in Deuteronomy 11, as we are obedient to you, as we follow through with our love for you in how we live our lives, and as we get into your word and make it a primary focus, Lord, there is a reward that comes from that. We don't do it for that reward, but it's going to happen. You know, the rain's going to come. Lord, maybe there's some folk here this morning that are going through a dry time, and they just need to know the rain, that soft rain of the Lord. You know, you know, at this time of year, a lot of our, our grass and our, our gardens are dry, but Lord, it's nothing like a rain. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for your blessings in our lives. And I thank you for each person that was listening, that's listening today. And I pray your blessing on them. Lord, help us to find creative ways, Lord, to, uh, 
to, to reach our children and our grandchildren, to get them in the word. Uh, to, to get it in their hearts, Lord, the word of God. We think of even Jesus when he was tempted in the wilderness. He said to the enemy, he said to the devil, it is written. Lord, we need the word in our hearts. We need it in our minds. We need it in everything we do today. I thank you for each one today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Have you ever joined one of our live online Bible studies? When you become a HeartStrong member, you will have access to all of our live Bible studies. These studies are amazing because we get to do it together. We listen to the teaching and then we spend about 30 minutes discussing what we have learned. You will hear powerful testimonies, insights, and questions and prayer times from people like you and me. We would love to see you there. Visit heartstrong.life and click membership to join. And we look forward to seeing you at one of our live online Bible studies soon. Let's become HeartStrong Disciples together. Yeah.